And this is why it's called You're a Walking Spoiler Baby, because years before the Avengers series comes out, he knows how Endgame ends. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Sorry. I can hear an ice cream van. Oh, fuck's sake, Tony. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my window is closed, but green sleeves is forever. If that bit is not the first opener of this episode, I will eat a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be. Um, the following sound you're about to hear, dear listener, is Grace going outside to lob a brick at an ice cream van. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Shush, shush. <laughs> sorry. Um, please, that's so I'm so sorry. It's so unprofessional. <laughs> I was trying to check a comment from Mai about a thing. She's writing a steady fic that it, she wants to send me. Oh. But it opened my TikTok. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I immediately pull my phone out to silence everything. Yeah, I was like, oh no. Oh, that's a good idea. Shit. Uh, yep. Hang on. Getting on that myself. I'm. You know what? This was a public service announcement. I did everybody a favor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Part we thank you for your service. Thank you. <laughs> so, does anyone have any ideas of how we're going to open this episode? Because that's the other thing I didn't think about. Welcome to the fic list, everybody. Just kidding. I can only do one intro and it's our own. You beat me to it by like a split second. (laughs) Uh, Hive mind, hive mind. (sighs) Yeah, other than that, no, I have no idea. (laughs) Have you guys heard the Finland conspiracy? What? I'm so sorry, what? (laughs) There's a theory that going around on the internet that Finland isn't real. (laughs) I believe it. I'm on board. Yeah. Tell me more. It it checks out. an elaborate Uh plan by... I think it's Russia and Japan teamed up to make up a country so that they could fish there. Because no one's what? checking for fishing where they think there's land. Oh my god. Oh, okay. That makes so much sense. That's why Finnish is very similar to Japanese. Huh. What? And it genuinely is. If you look at sort of the language, kind of the structure hmm. of their words, it's very similar to Japanese. There's loads of languages that have that kind of structure yeah, but Grace is not on board Grace says no, Grace I'm not on board. a non-believer <laughs> meanwhile I'm sitting here like tell me well, more just to be clear Finland <laughs> is probably real probably <laughs> real <laughs> I mean, we're I've not never 100% been. sure <laughs> that's true has anyone here been to Finland <laughs> no it sounds really nice though it does deceptively nice has anyone it's... seen Finland and Japan in the same room yeah. Oh. Hang on, hang on a minute, <laughs> <laughs> guys. We have we have fan fictions we got to talk about. <laughs> We're here for a purpose. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Have we been funny enough to do an intro in those last few minutes? What talking about the weather? No, we've just been English. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Let's, let's say something more interesting. Man, um, Grace, you don't pull your punches. I love it. I, I'm sorry, but like no, we talk about that. the weather every day at least three <laughs> times. Grace no one right. in the UK is interested in the weather. Just like yeah, it's fucking hot. <laughs> like, right. People abroad think they have to talk about the weather to English people because what do they like? They like the weather. They like talking about the. We'll talk about the weather, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> yes, it's raining. What do you want? <laughs> That's all tea. No, converse about your interests, your hopes and dreams. Please don't observe that it's We don't have raining. any. That's another yeah, thing I've that's I've not told. had a hope or a dream in a long while, Nick. <laughs> oh, oh no. come on. 
Mm-hmm. I hope that I end swiftly and quickly. <laughs> wow! Let's <laughs> 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 oh, <that's laughs> See, I have hopes and dreams. Right, back on. <laughs> Do you need to talk? Should we just make this episode? Like I'm, a fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. Welcome to the Help Podcast. <laughs> some people who've had a bad time. Grace, oh. how are you? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Picture an ocean. Oh. A calm, friendly ocean. The screen is saving me from my hands. Yeah, I can feel the murderous rage from across the ocean. James, <laughs> run. James, run! I'm okay. She might have forgotten. She knows where, where you live. Oh, no. Now I've got a key to where you live as well. You. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Careful, mate. Careful, mate. Yeah. This is the thing. Uh, James is creating the ocean, and Grace is bringing the tsunami. There you go. Yeah, so. That's your Picture next T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you bring the ocean, I'll bring the tsunami. <laughs> but no, we're not here to talk about emotions. Welcome to the shipping podcast. No, um, fuck your well-being. Perfect entry. <laughs> we're not here to talk about emotions. We're here to talk about I mean, talk we probably will talk about emotions at some point during say. this recording session. Because, like, emotions are not permitted on We're still on, on Heartstopper. There's probably a lot of feelings going around. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be lots of feelings. Uh, if you can't tell already, Alan and Aaron are with us still. Hi. Hi. Thank you for putting up with us for another episode. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us. us. Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's going to be a lot to talk about, so we may as well jump right in, in that case. Oh. Which means I'm going to pick on Nick. Oh, no. Nick. <laughs> what have you been reading? Um, just ignore the frantic scrabbling about, uh, dear listener. Um, okay, so I've been reading something called Ballroom Dancing by Rambling underscore Willow. Okay. Okay, okay. And this is part two of a planned series of AUs, a- by the looks of things, that sort of redo the uh, Nick and Charlie's first kiss the, in the ballroom of the place, which looks like Spider's Nightclub if it had a budget <laughs> other than for alcohol. <laughs> Nick, we need to stop oh. using local hull analogies. For <laughs> okay, for well, no, we know spiders now. I can guarantee few of our listeners <laughs> from Hull and understand that Spiders is a lovely goth club. Yes, in the middle of Hull. <laughs> I was just along for the ride. Picture a nightclub of your choice. Like, the grungier, the better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the really swanky club or house or whatever it was, where they go upstairs and they find that big, the big empty ballroom and stuff like that. It's all nice and. Um, so, what I sort of found compelling about that scene is uh, how sort of terrifying it must have been for Charlie and Nick. Charlie doesn't know if Nick likes him, and Nick doesn't really know what's going on with his, uh, you know, with his feelings towards Charlie and his sexuality and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it must have been pretty harrowing for the both of them. Which, let's be fair, was cracking writing. Mm -hmm. It was really, really compelling. But this sort of... uh, reimagines it a little bit so you know in high school one of the things well two of the things which you do when you're sort of in high school and you're with your friends is you talk bollocks and you do stupid shit Mm -hmm. yes and um yeah this is where uh, nick and charlie stumble upon the ballroom and decide they're going to pretend to be ballroom dancers (laughs) as one does (laughs) that's cute specifically victorian (laughs) ballroom dancers 
And uh, oh. this is why I like this anyway. So uh, the fit kicks off and they find the ballroom and they're like, whoa, you know, I knew that Harry was rich, but this hotel must have cost a fuck ton to hire. Oh, okay, so it's a hotel. I didn't spot that on my first read-through. There we go. <laughs> I did always wonder watching the show, because for a while I was convinced it was this guy's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had the mm. same thought. Yeah. Very wealthy for that, uh, a yeah. house of that size. I, I would, yeah, like a, a party in all the rooms as well. Mm-hmm. There's um, the parents are sort of tucked away in the corner, banging on the on the floor with a broom handle. <laughs> you kids, keep it down! It's like f- five million high school kids in this place. <laughs> okay, so they found it, and uh, Charlie's sort of musing to himself. Uh, too bad ballroom dancing isn't trendy anymore. I'd love to have a big dance that you always see in those period dramas. And then Nick just puts on this Victorian accent, you know. Well, in that case, may I have this dance? And Charlie's, oh, it's a pleasure. Do you even know how to dance? And, you know, they start dancing and uh, eventually they get into uh, a little bit of role play. So Nick is, uh, Nick's sort of leading Charlie around the dance floor. It's like, um, let me find out where I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to level with you. I I can't find where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Charlie doesn't know how to dance, but it's like, oh, we can pretend, Mr. Spring. And... Puts his left hand on Charlie's shoulder and grabs his waist and things like that. And they're dancing around this fucking ball like a pair I of I just idiots. noticed, for everyone reading along, I've just noticed, Nick, you linked the wrong fic in um, the Discord. I did. My bad. It's taken me a while just staring at this. But, yeah. <laughs> we, want, you, we want part two, not part yeah, one. Yeah, it's part two. I've been reading it along thinking, where is any of this he's talking about? Yeah. My- <laughs> Turns out. I'm on the wrong one. Yeah, my bad. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Carry. Uh, it's it's the is the part two, but I I was going to um, do both. Uh, I decided against it because I know it would be yeah. sort of pressed for time. I wasn't going to say That's anything because I just thought Nick was spinning off onto his own fan fiction off a of fan fiction. <laughs> I was just going to let him have it. <laughs> Let him dream. Let him dream, James. Yeah, basically, what happened is I went away and I wrote my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fair on Rambling Willow. This is way better than anything I could have written. <laughs> so uh, they're dancing like idiots around this uh, around this empty ballroom to no music by the sounds of things. And uh, Charlie's like, "My turn to lead." And uh, you know, Nick's, "Oh, I see. My dancing's too boring." Still doing the, <laughs> the Victorian accents. And Charlie picks up the pace and, uh, and and nearly knocks Nick over, but he finds his balance and things like that. And uh, then they decide, uh, let's try something classier. And then the people in these period dramas, they always have some important plot-related dialogue. You can picture the scene, like there's a load of sort of posh knobs and they're all around sort of dancing and things like that. And then one of them will like hold another one close and say something. And Charlie decides to do this. He just sort of whispers in Nick's, uh, Nick's ears. Admit it. You killed Gustav. <laughs> <laughs> a sharp left turn. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's it. Nick's like, what the fuck, Gustav? <laughs> yeah. Charlie's, uh, and Charlie's playing this up. He's, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then they're just, they sort of like disengage uh, for a minute because they're pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> Gustav, really? <laughs> um, so yeah, they start to dance again. It's uh, the the sort of dancing like they're in year eight. Nick's got his hands stretched out on Charlie's shoulders, and they're kind of doing the sort of sway thing that you do when you want to impress your dear, but you have no fucking idea how to dance. Ah, oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And um, <laughs> Nick's like, oh, this is the most romantic dance that I know. And Charlie's like, yeah, this is really romantic, mate. Yeah, it's really doing it for me. <laughs> and at which point they're like, oh, you're right, this could be peak romance. And then Nick's, then we do need to kiss. And Charlie's like, oh, if you suggest so. Mm-hmm. At which point he leans in. Nick, not expecting this, reels backwards and trips over his own feet and ends up on the floor. Well done. <laughs> so, yeah. It was ambitious. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. It was it was ambitious sort of going for that, but it all works its, itself out in the end, to be fair. Charlie's like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm so sorry, picking Nick up and things like that. And Nick's there like the human golden retriever he is and realises what just happened. And he's like, oh, you, you tried to you tried to kiss me. Mm. and Charlie's saying, oh, is, is that a problem? No, it was just unexpected. I actually do want you to kiss me. And then they do. Aww. And it's all nice and fluffy and lovely. And, yeah, these two high school idiots, which have been prancing about in this uh, in this ballroom like idiots, finally get to kiss, which is nice. And I think that was a lot mm-hmm. sort of fluffier than the, uh, than the film portrayed, even though the film one was very, very sort of fluffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they nailed the, um, the teen yeah. high school <laughs> Yeah. Endless. Like this feels plausible. It's not. It's not your TV romance. Everything usually goes wrong when you go for. A yeah, exactly. Th- this is what uh, I always like to see. That apart from these two friends, possibly more. We don't know at this stage. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, wink, wink. <laughs> possibly even roommates. dancing around and having fun and just talking bollocks. It kind of kind of took me back to my high school days when. We just used to act like fools and talk bollocks, to be fair. So, I liked it. I really liked it. You sure did. It sounds very cute. Mm, it was. So what are the other AUs? Uh, there is only one so far. and um, There's two more now, so it's it's a collection of four. Oh, cheers, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> he says, having read it like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> Alan's like, I, did, got you, I did the assignment, says Alan, but very recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. Yeah, this is it. Um, I mean, there was only two when I started. Um, the first one is called What Are They Like Then? And uh, it was just a little drabble that uh, Rambling Willow made, exploring what would have happened if uh, if Charlie used they to ask about Nick's crush and not she. Uh-huh. So, mm. and it goes... I don't have time to go into this now, but it's, it's something which I think the listener would benefit from reading, especially if they're into uh, Heartstopper and into these sort of... Uh, sort of fluffy AUs where everything goes a little bit more right than it did in the show. Um, but uh, it goes a lot better than it did in the show, and it's just really sort of fluffy and lovely because Charlie still thinks that he's he's got a chance even before him and Nick kiss. That's good. That's the kind of confidence he needs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't help but notice part four has the tag Rated M for Macarena Dancing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow! <laughs> It's uh, delightful. <laughs> I yeah, highly recommend reading the other two as well because they are they're. Just, this is a really sweet collection. I loved it. Alan, do you want to do uh, the shipping forecast full time? <laughs> <laughs> do you just want my just job, Alan? Here, here's the keys to my car, my house. You can have Sophie. Why don't? You? <laughs> Who's Sophie? <laughs> Nick's SO. Yes. Oh right. <laughs> Well, Grace, I think that means you need to come join me on the Fick list. We'll just swap. That's oh, fine. A little exchange program. <laughs> Wait, if you're t- Aaron, if you're taking Grace and uh, Alan's taking Nick's place, where is Nick going? 
I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead. Just into the oh. sea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, Nick. It's okay. She was too excited to the possibility of me crossing the ocean. <laughs> really that she no, no, no. I, <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I, I know where I'm going. I'm going to ride off on into the sunset, and I'm going to have a little ranch on the North Yorkshire Moors where I'm going to breed sheep. Okay. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Any thoughts about this? <laughs> We're going to do one final episode about a megaverse and then Nick will never be seen or heard from again. <laughs> They've got him. My job there is him. done and he's going to go. Yes. Alan, say it again, sorry. Oh, I don't remember. It was some uh, one-off joke. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is the way my humor works. I throw a ton of jokes at the wall like spaghetti and whatever sticks, sticks. And if it doesn't stick, it wasn't good. Oh. No one heard it <laughs> because I was talking loudly. It's okay, Grace. You hate me. I understand. Uh, no, I'm just obnoxious. You're coming for my job. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> I'm start anything. No, honestly, I, I was dead chuffed. I just thought I'd have sort of like more time to go look at trains or fix my car. No freedom. <laughs> come back. <laughs> Like, I would love to go back to the car show. <laughs> back in the cupboard, Nick. We're doing a podcast. No cars till you're done. We agreed. Oh, but why? <laughs> Them's the rules. Them's the rules. Okay, fair enough. Because the toy wheels against the desk is keeps coming up on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. the fuck did you know what I was doing at that present moment? <laughs> because you also make beep and it beep noises when uh, you're doing it. And that also gets picked up on the mic. One thing I am wondering, sorry, just looking again at this one. Do kids still do the Macarena? Yeah. I think so. Hmm. I hope so. Hmm. Although I found out something the other day regarding the Macarena that uh Yeah, the lyrics are the dark. People. Yeah, I told you it. Mm-hmm. It was it was me and I'm older than you. <laughs> There's another version of it, but I also found out that at the same discos they play the Macarena, they also play Soldier Boy, so I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> ah, the dance of my people. A fucking, fucking what? Superhero, that hoe, and the fucking, with like little kids jumping up and down, like, uh, <laughs> oh right, no way. It's not what it was. <laughs> That's weird. Well, remind me to never to go back to a school disco. Why have you been to a school disco? Everyone's been to a school disco just a long, long time ago. Oh, sorry, I thought you you meant in your adult life. I was no, just like, what? <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid them. Um, At the school disco. When you say school disco, is this like a school dance? Or yes. is there like a specific disco specifically for high schoolers? Oh, it's not high schoolers. It's usually like junior schools. Yeah. So, so like, it's just like flashing lights and like this DJ. Yeah, this is why it's fucked, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you're... You're, the the max age for people at the generally at the school disco is like thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they played sex on the beach back so... in my day. Oh dear. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, yeah. Hit me with your rhythm stick was a good. They're all just really dirty and innuendo-y, so the parents can like drink uh, alcohol while the kids just jump up and down on the dance floor, not understanding what the fuck's going on. Essentially. <laughs> I don't think I went to. A- a dance in school until I was like 13 or so. Really? I don't know if that was just my area or what, but yeah, that was, I, we didn't, we just didn't have dances until we were in approximately middle school or so. Were you actually properly dancing? Oh God. 
No. We were being dumb <laughs> children. It was very much like, okay, after school on this Tuesday afternoon, you can put on your cute dress or whatever outfit you want and you'll dance to like... And you'd vague... skid along the floor. Yeah, like, yes. yeah, just like they'd set up the gym <laughs> with some streamers and yeah. like either would be pizza or whatever. Like, it Although anything. I will say, I remember when I was... 12 and went to my first school dance we danced to soldier boys <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah how old are you alex <laughs> i'm 27 uh-huh. what yeah. what <laughs> yep why was what why was soldier boy i'm i'm the same fucking age <laughs> it took a while to make its way across the ocean they had to put it in a shipping cargo thing <laughs> yeah it just it took you know it took a lot the long way to get to it you. was big over here it was it was, it was a movement <laughs> why was what the hell <laughs> oh maybe i didn't have the good old days maybe it was happening just like not around me. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so, I did not mean to send you into like a, an existential, existential crisis. <laughs> just, just a little bit. You just were just always oh, in. You were just always in the restroom when they were playing that particular song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh no. Well, it came out in 2007, so me and Nick were just on the cusp of leaving high school at that point. Ah, uh, I was in year seven. Yeah. So it was my I. first year mm-hmm. of high school, I think, roughly. God. Yeah. I think it was in early high school then. And according to Wikipedia, it is also the biggest fad dance since the Macarena. <laughs> wow. Which one? Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought that was the artist's name. I didn't realise there was like a... Oh. I think the song's called Crank That, Soldier Boy. The actual song's oh, name oh, is Crank yeah, That, yeah. Brackets, Soldier Boy. Yeah. Well done, Alan. By the oh, okay. rapper, Soldier Boy, tell him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, I, the voice I, I, uh, okay. I now understand something okay, which I haven't understood for years. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the only place you get this informative uh, kind of reporting here on the shipping forecast. Yeah, I, I learned care to things. guess what his second uh, single was called? What? Soldier Girl. Oh, <gasps> wow. the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so the third one is two. just called Yah. <laughs> Less creative over time. Nice. Which is spelt Y A and then three H's. Great. So yeah. Yeah. Well done, team. Excellent. <laughs> Which is eerily close to Yas to me. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I'm going to read it from here on. This is a tangent, but there was like I was going to say this. This is our tangent where... quotes are done. By the way, we're, we're not oh, we're done. Okay. Are you sure? Because Alan was just about to go on another tangent. <laughs> no, I'm I, curious I, I, what I... Alan has to say though. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, there was a year and a half where I started using Yas un- unironically, and I, I it was awful. I hated it. <laughs> but we made it past it. I'm here to tell you, it gets better. You've grown as a person. Proud of you. <laughs> I'm glad you made it through that turbulent time in your life. Thank you. It, it was really important to have friends that just walked me through that. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, what are friends for? It's true. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this fic. I'm going to read the rest of them in my own time. Once yeah, we're done. Um, now that I've discovered that there's uh, two more popped up while I wasn't looking, I'm, I'm probably going to go back and read them as well. Oh, and the mm. third one is also good. I think it's a it's a truth, and, truth or dare um, <gasps> moment, which who doesn't yes. love that? Oh, yes. Those are my favorite. So, I love those kinds of things. So I'll, I'll go back and read those. Um, thank you, Rambling Willow. It's, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a ball. Thank you. Oh, you bastard. Hey! <laughs> Had a ball. Hey. I loved it. I was I was waiting for that. 
Okay. So, Erin. It's my turn. What have you been reading? I have been reading, I mean, amongst many other things, a <laughs> fic called A Little Slice of Heaven by Knights Errand on Archive of Our Own. Mm-hmm. It is also Nick and Charlie, obviously. It is a hockey college university AU that is actually a spinoff or a remix of a different uh, webcomic called Check Please, which I am not familiar with, but seems like something that would be delightful. Um mm. The author's note on the fic says, uh, if for some reason you don't know what Check Please is, it's a very cool comic about a gay hockey player who makes a lot of pies. While you don't need to read the full comic to understand this fic, if you like Hot Stopper, Heart Stopper, you will definitely like Check Please. I see what you mean, uh, what you said in the last episode about the Boston accent. Rude? <laughs> Drag Sorry. her, Nick. Drag her. Hey, God damn, Nick. <laughs> the hell? No I like that. That's it, I'm out. <laughs> you can do the rest of the recording without me. <laughs> it's oh okay, I've read it. So basically in this phase. <laughs> I dislike all of you immensely. Um, oh, uh, I'm, so- I'm sorry, Erin. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't believe you. No, um, yeah, I'm not, but anyway. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this fic is really delightful. I re- was reading it as it was posted. So it started getting published in mid- like mid-May of this year, and it completed within about a month or so. Um, and it's just, it's short, it's sweet, it's so cute. And it's exactly what it sort of says on the tin if you read the description. Uh, like, the all of the characters are set in this sort of, like, hockey team scenario. Nick is the captain. Uh, and Charlie is on the team, but he's actually a former figure skater who is on the team. And oh. he had been, like, basically an Olympic hopeful. He's a really, really skilled skater. Um, but due to his eating disorder, had to drop out of that track. And now he's sort of, like, playing hockey and I didn't ask too many questions about the mechanics of that because that's different types of skating, but whatever. Um, And it's just super, super cute and super sweet. And they just, they're so, they're so adorable. Nick makes him pies all the time. And Nick is always looking out for him. And Tao is in the team too. There's some drama with um, Harry and Ben being jerks as per usual. Um, But it's like the overall feel of this fic is just so sort of like soft and cute. The major sort of plot conceit is that uh, Nick has to teach Charlie how to, like, check and fall in hockey um, because he doesn't, Charlie just freaks out. Every time somebody goes to check him, he just kind of panics. Uh, And Nick is like, no, 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 I'm going to teach you how to, like, be aggressive in hockey. And it's like, "Uh, yes, of course, they are going to fall in love during this process. I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's very, very cute. So they really spend the fic doing that. Um, Nick takes care of him, feeds him, makes sure that he's good. And sort of towards the end, they actually have the chance, because, you know, Nick is such a good captain and Charlie is getting better at playing, they go, they actually make it much farther in the season than they have in the past. And their friendship gets to sort of bloom as as this goes through. And then they uh, end up losing (laughs) the championship game. Oh no! Yeah, it's a real oh, semifinals, yeah. yeah, they go to the semifinals and they're like, "We're gonna go." It's like the effort, the passion. It's like it's all culminating to this, and then they lose. And Nick has a real little crisis oh. of faith in himself. But Charlie's like, "No, no, no! It's not your fault. Like we failed you as our captain. We didn't live up to like your amazing tutelage and whatever." And so they have this really, really sweet moment where they're both like, "We'll get him next year, Tiger." And then they kind of get together, and that's really the fic. Oh, so so they lost oh, they lost the game, but they found each other. Exactly. That's wow. lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Um, I remember reading this sort of in installments as it was posting, and just being absolutely in love with the world building of it and the the sort of sweetness of it. And 
a lot of the, sometimes that they use it can be hard to sort of accept the premise of it and this feels very far removed from the like british boarding school <laughs> whatever um but they managed to really capture i think the the tone of the characters really well and it doesn't feel out of character for being so far removed and i just i thought it was so sweet and it makes me want to read the other webcomic check please um because if this author says that i will definitely like it then i trust them yeah. <laughs> i think you would really like it uh my recommendation is read the webcomic and not the published work of it though oh. there, there was some rearranging with the structure that i don't really like in the published version alan thank god for yes. you <laughs> truly <laughs> I like that in the notes, at least in chapter one, they do explain some of the hockey terminology. Yes. Yeah. American college athletics terminology as well. And that comes too from the from the Check Please webcomic. They do they have there's these little like segments in between chapters where the hockey players are teaching the reader like, oh, this is what checking means or this is what X means, and it's really good, really well done. Oh, that that sounds pretty cool. Like the the talking directly to you instead of other characters in the story. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I like that's that. So cute. I did not know that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I say one yes. of the fa- one of my favorite things in this fic? Um, there's a moment where they're uh, going, <laughs> they're traveling a lot to away games and so forth. And so at one point, eventually, they get to the to that place where. Uh, Nick and Charlie are sharing a hotel room, and of course, there's only one bed. How did I forget that, Alan? You're so right. I forgot about the only one bed. And like, and Nick is like, "Yeah, this is fine." And Charlie's like, "This." Charlie now recognizes that he has a big crush on Nick, but he's trying to be cool about it. He's like, "Yeah, we can we can share beds. This is fine. We'll be we'll be bed bros." And I laughed for years. You're so right. Oh God. Also, a top tier, like god tier archive of our own fanfic tag is there was only one bed. It mm-hmm. is, it's always good. It doesn't matter how many times I read it, I'm still like, oh, there was only one bed. <laughs> what are they gonna do? How is this gonna go? There's so many, ho- so many hotels are fucking up their orders. It's so <laughs> I've never actually been in a hotel room with less than two beds. Yeah, usually when it's like a double, they've just. Like, even if it's just you're on your own, you end up in a room with two beds, in my experience. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> this is a very unrealistic like, tag. I need to break down the mechanics of this. <laughs> this almost never happens. I feel but like I'm... the British hotel industry is designed to like keep pe- keep everyone platonic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we cannot have this happen in real life. It would be too inappropriate. There would be too many. God forbid. Yeah. Yeah. No sex, please. <laughs> There's British. only one bed. <laughs> <laughs> a solid ten foot distance British. at all times. It, it, actually, actually, it did used to be really common in England to only sell single beds. Like when they started publicly selling double beds, there was like a fucking outrage. Oh, no. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I think it was like, was it the fifties or something? Maybe sixties. Sounds like the fifties. That does but, sound like us. Yeah. But... Honestly, that kind of sounds like something that we would do. That sounds like some puritanical American bullshit, frankly. (laughs) And then in the 50s, they were like, but capitalism. And then they were like, we can sell as many bets as we want. And then they changed it. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I I feel like everyone just built their own beds. And like the couple just sneakily built a double bed. And then when they started, stopped like making beds and started selling them, the the company was like, it'd be a bit inappropriate to make a double bed because that implies people are having mm-hmm. sex in there. Mm-hmm. Let's just make two beds. <laughs> two little beds. <laughs> Wild. I feel like that's what happened. That is very 
That's such well, a weird contrivance. Yes. Yeah. And yet, it makes so much sense. <laughs> the smallest beds I've seen are in university halls, mm-hmm. and everyone's shagging there. Like, it's, it doesn't yeah. stop them, it just makes it more uncomfortable. Yeah, with difficulty by the sounds of it. <laughs> I was going to say, if people want to, they'll find a way. I don't, yes. <laughs> I don't think that mm-hmm. the size of the bed exactly. is going to be a, a, a detriment. Quote Jurassic Park. Life <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> exactly. That's another topic we need to cover at some point. I'm oh yeah, sure. I'm up for that. But no, this also looks very solid. And I'm, I know I made this joke last time, but... Uh, I hope to find people who just make pies as a coping mechanism out there somewhere. <laughs> like, this would be the ideal scenario for me. <laughs> Please, mm-hmm. can I make this happen? There are no downsides. <laughs> Currently accepting applications. <laughs> exactly. But yes, yep. thank you. Nights around. Yay. So, Grace. Are you ready? You know what? It's funny because I literally just finished. (laughs) So (laughs) you're so welcome. Hang on, I need to find where to post the link into the While you do, uh, brief tangent. I noticed Alan sent a message yesterday, Mm or this morning for us. Here is mine. Apologies for the last minute nature of it. Welcome to the Fickless timeline. (laughs) And I replied, believe it or not, this isn't the latest a Fick has been picked. (laughs) Yeah. Grace, seeing that as a challenge, has, <laughs> has been reading fic this whole time. Sent me the fic <sighs> an hour ago, half an hour ago. I don't know. Coming well, up actually, on two hours ago. Yes, it was literally maybe half an hour before the show starts. And how much of it of it had you read at that point? Oh, none of it. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> Oh, man. I've been a very busy lady, all right? Erin, <laughs> are you sure you want Grace in the extreme? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of chaos energy that really works for our brand. So I will I warn like you, Grace, say... in, in our show, we we read both fics, so you'd be, yep. you'd be reading two. <laughs> and if there are guests, we have to read all of them. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. I see. <laughs> Suddenly my schedule's booked. <laughs> I am unavailable. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I will do my best. <laughs> uh, either way, I feel like I can deliver on, on short term deadlines. Oh, I thought it yeah, says on my I have CV. no criticism of the work you bring. It's I feel like the police sergeant in a crime thing. <laughs> where it's like Grace, I would fire you if you weren't so damn good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw the book at you, but yeah. Oh, God's sake. Yeah, but god damn she gets results. You're a loose cannon, Grace, but damn you get results. <laughs> so I considered that obviously, um, you know, even though I was late bringing something to the table, I did read a number of fix before actually bringing one in, which is half the reason I'm late, is because I do read loads of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, oh, you know what? We're probably going to need something short because we've got five people. So I've picked something that I found mildly amusing. Well, I found it very amusing, but, you know, it's got, it's, I don't know. You can decide. It's called You're a Walking Spoiler Baby by (laughs) Erwin Dolls. And I chose this because I thought it would be interesting to see what a soulmate AU would be like in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, How how do you feel about it? Oh, you do like. (laughs) I love it with all my heart. Well, well, damn, Grace, you do good work. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. Here, here's here's uh, the kicker, though, Grace. Mm-hmm. I don't like soulmate dating <gasps> at all. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I have read many, many of them, despite that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the balance. It's the balance of the universe. It's fine. It's true. I mean, I, I like the I like the concept of them. However, because I'm from a universe where soul mates and everything just sound like complete and utter bullshit to me i find i have to suspend my disbelief <laughs> quite hardly Whoa. Oh, okay we like it for different reasons <laughs> Alan's like oh dear oh it's very it's very cute clutching my pearls it's cute when you're clutching your pearls <laughs> i'm not that in ages jesus oh my goodness so for the uninitiated just skimming this i'm getting the impression is soulmates similar to uh, ABO in that it's got its own internal conventions. Uh, yep. Yes. Yes. Kind so, of. Yeah. So there's... that's why I don't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> so the mainstream of Soulmark AU is that everyone is born with or develops a mark on them that gives them a hint to who their soulmate is. And... Hang on. What? <laughs> what, Nick? <laughs> this. Did somebody get this idea from Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny? Oh, this, I think they might have done. This is what? this is a very romantic version of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in a lot of them, it'll it'll be like salt. Uh, they've taken their own take on it in a lot of them, and some like no, I want it to be like they they know they both um, have something relevant to each other on them, and usually it's like the first thing they say. So you've got this random curly writing on your arm or something of the first thing your soulmate will ever say to you and okay. it's like a big thing in this universe when soulmates are a thing because i was like oh you're fated to be together and and it's tried and tested and they they end up together and they're happy together so it's one of those those sorts of things where fate exists um, and some people don't have soul marks or they don't appear at all or they're late developing and shit, and so it's like a hot topic for people in this universe, like, I can imagine. Okay. Yeah, so... Nick, you've completely ruined this for me. I can't, all I can think about is fucking Jack Black. God <laughs> 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 oh, damn it, Nick! <laughs> I, I, I am so sorry. This is my first reading of a Soulmates fic, and all I can think about is Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Nick? Do you want to be on the fic list with me? I think this is going to be great. <laughs> So. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm up for it. <laughs> Next day. <laughs> so, summary. When Charlie Solmark first appeared, he was ten years old. And to say he was surprised and extremely, extremely upset would be an understatement. Because of all the words and sentences it could be, his Solmark said, Wow, I can't believe Tony Stark died. Oh no! <laughs> and this is why it's called You're a Walking Spoiler Baby, because years before the Avengers series comes out, he knows how Endgame ends. Spoilers, by the way! <laughs> hang on, hang on, sorry. I can hear an ice cream van. Oh, fuck's sake, Tony, go away. <laughs> uh, yeah, my window is closed, but green sleeves is forever. If that bit is not the first opener of this episode, I will eat a hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, the following sound you're about to hear, dear listener, is Grace going outside to lob a brick at an ice cream bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will pause when I hear him drive off again. 
Green Sleeves was apparently made by Henry VIII, and is now only produced by ice cream men. Mm-hmm. Fun. <laughs> what do ice cream fans play in America? Um, it really depends on the ice cream van. I have one that drives around mm-hmm. my neighborhood playing Christmas carols. Oh, wow. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you'll just hear like do 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 And I'm like, it is July, guys. Christmas in July, Aaron. It's wild. It is the weirdest like dystopian bullshit you can ever imagine. Surely they don't sell any ice cream in December. Yeah, that's why it doesn't make any sense, James. See? I'm like, why? They're bringing the ice. I assume it's because it's public domain. Music? Oh yeah, maybe. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Like well, that's has it. to be it, right? Well, mm. saying that, when I worked in the commercial trade, uh, we had a pie van which used to turn up, mm-hmm. and it used to play the A Team theme tune. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not in the public domain. <laughs> you know, maybe they were like, "We'll risk it for the for the aesthetic." Oh. Yeah, it, oh. it'll be fine. They're not going to come after a local butchers like in the in the arse end of East Yorkshire, are they, sir? <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's because it's an ice cream van playing it that it does, it sounds next to nothing like the original content. <laughs> and so they can get away with it being legally distinct. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> also, pie van? Th- yeah, pie van. Uh, I wanted to you... loop back on this. I've never seen a pie van. Oh, I've good. I, was, I had questions, but I figured it was a British <laughs> it sounds like so I didn't ask. It does sound like a Yorkshire thing, doesn't it? Like, it's just an ice cream van, but they're doing, like, steak pies that you can just sort of <laughs> Okay, get. so so basically, um, you know an ice cream van? We have a two-hour yes. limit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, but they sell pies, sausage rolls, bacon sandwiches, that sort of thing. Oh, that sounds delicious. Oh, it's a and food van. Okay. Yeah, uh, but but it's like uh, it comes to you. It, like, it, it travels. Goes around all, yeah, it goes around all the businesses and stuff, and it turns uh, up on set, set nice. time, and you... You wander outside and you buy a sausage roll and, you know, go back in your your desk. I always struggle to remember that for for y'all, pies are predominantly savory. For us, pies are predominantly sweet. So I was like, somebody's just out here slinging, like, cherry pie at you. (laughs) Oh, they they were. They were. What? That sounds nice, too. They were, like, the local butcher, and I was like, oh, no, I forgot. (laughs) No, they they did all sorts. Like, they did, did, like, meat pies and stuff, but you could have slices of apple pie. Oh, cherry bakewells and stuff like that so That's yeah nice. th- it was like a one-stop shop for for everything you can get your breakfast and a pudding as well so yeah i want that that sounds great tags include <laughs> soulmates alternate universe yes. <laughs> Thank you. identifying <laughs> marks <laughs> romantic fluff unresolved emotional tension first meeting meet cute cool right author also notes instead of writing the third chapter to my main fic i decided to write this I'm the master of procrastination. No regrets, though, because I had so much fun writing this. And they based it off a Tumblr post, and they thought it'd be absolutely hilarious if someone's first uh, soulmate words were a spoiler, and they wanted to expand on that. So I do really uh, like that concept. And, it's like, yeah. and they say, I would be absolutely pissed. So that's why I wrote Charlie is a very, very irritated. But anyways, I hope you enjoy. So, yeah, and they've also said, oh, by the way, there's a spoiler. The whole thing is a spoiler, sorry. (laughs) Spoilers for the Avengers, incidentally. I really like how um, the spoiler warning comes in after the spoiler. After the spoiler. Yes. Oh, maybe I'll edit myself saying it first. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. So, Charlie Solmark first appears when he's 10, and to say he was very surprised and extremely upset would be an understatement because of all the words and sentences it could be. His son Mark said, wow, I can't believe Tony Stark died. 
at this point, he doesn't know who the fuck Tony Stark is, and he's sobbing. Because who is Tony Stark? Is Tony Stark important to him? Is he a friend? Is he a loved one? Does Charlie know him right now? And why does he die? He's ten, and he's burdened with the prophecy of someone's death. Mega news. So he he just runs to his mum and just cries about it, you know. Spends his childhood hiding the mark, you know. Hard to do in a universe where it's like hot news and it's really important to people. So whenever people ask, he's just like, just like, oh yeah, hides it and goes, yeah, mine didn't come yet. (laughs) Because he'd rather have no soul mark than having like to tell people, yeah, mine says someone dies. Tony Stark. Yeah. To be fair, if you didn't know what the Avengers was, this would be terrifying to a young <laughs> kid, actually. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Either way, Tao asks him for like the millionth time and he breaks and he's like, he just shows us it years later. And he, um, and <sighs> Tao's like, <gasps> and Charlie starts sobbing because he's like, it's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I can't believe I showed this to one of my best friends. And then he's like, Tal just like starts laughing his ass off, he's like calling him stupid and shit. And Tal just shows him like the first three movies that have just come out. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie just can't believe he's a living, breathing spoiler. And that at some mm-hmm. point Tony Stark is gonna die in the series. And it was just a fucking character. It was not important. <laughs> it was just a fucking character in a show. And he decides then there, then and there. When he meets his soulmate, he's going to slap him and give him the silent treatment forever because fuck him for traumatising him throughout most of his life so far, right? Years pass. Avengers Endgame is in the cinema. Will this be the one where Tony Stark dies? Maybe, maybe not. Charlie is very nervous because if he dies in this, it means he's just counting down the days till his encounter with his soulmate, right? Frankly, I think the boy has spent too much time worrying over this shit and hasn't put a massive fucking bet on. I'd be in every fucking bookie like, yeah, Money yeah. on Tony Stark dying in this one, please. Imagine the amount of money you'd have. That film was so hype, you know? And if you had, like, the answers literally written on your arm, like, dude, you could have been raking it in. All right, never mind, right. So. But what if, what, if you, what if he was wrong, you know? What if it had been like, oh, it looked like he died, but then he came back? You would have lost a ton of money. I, I, nah, mm-hmm. the, the feeling of, like, the the room when that film was coming out was like yeah he's dead he's dead dead <laughs> dead dead <laughs> he's dead 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 we just didn't know how he was gonna die i reckon the bookies wouldn't have given you good odds though because if you think about the nitty-gritty of it like robert downey jr's contract was massive it was very likely disney were gonna kill him off because mm. all the other actors are cheaper true i mean this However, you are all surmising that a minor would be let into a bookies in the first place that parents. is a good point. The parents would have been on it like flying to shit. <laughs> Maybe they were. Maybe they've been in the background yeah. the whole time just cashing in. Mum, can you put a bet on? No, no. They, I reckon they just left him out of it. I reckon they, were, they just spoke to each other one night over a glass of wine and were like, every single movie that comes out, we're just going to put some money on Tony Stark. So you know the party where they kiss? Yeah. If in this AU that's Charlie's party in the really elaborate house, then you know that's exactly what happened. His parents (laughs) just suddenly (laughs) made a lot of money and can afford the nice house for his birthday. Yes. (laughs) Someone write to the author of the first uh, series we were talking about and tell Mm -hmm. them we have a new idea. Charlie's a millionaire. (laughs) 
Absolutely, yeah. Right, Charlie rocking up in his very own Bentley. And, uh, Are you oh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Amazing. And their first kiss is in the Chocolate River. Ooh. Fuck's sake. Either you don't throw it there, it'll ruin the chocolate. It'll get sucked up into the tomb. Yeah, sorry to give everyone traumatic flashbacks <laughs> to that film. Fuck's sake. There's no earthly way of knowing. Oh, no my God. God. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> I was probably the only person who was upset that they the kids survived. At that age. <laughs> I was like, oh. You weren't. The, the kids were shits. <laughs> they were horrible. Like, why can't it's they true. be gone forever? <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Either way, so they go to the cinema for Endgame, and obviously, like Charlie's a nervous wreck. And just to make matters worse, Tal just goes, "Oh, why are they here?" And he looks to where Tal's glaring, and he's like, because oh. he didn't have to look twice at the group of boys to know who they were. It's Harry Green and the lads. Oh, Yay. no. <laughs> Tal hates all of them. Charlie shares a sentiment. Minus Nick, because Nick's pretty. And the group ends up sitting behind them. So, endgame starts coming to a close. And then in a snap of a finger, which I love, everything changed. <laughs> oh, no. Then somebody, someone from behind him, whispered, Wow, I can't believe Tony Stark died. Charlie stands up, which round, and his eyes land on, lo and behold, Nick Nelson. He's like, I can't believe you, he shouts, stunning the other way. How dare you do this to me? You're out of this world, Nick Nelson. And the theatre's just like dead silent watching them, just like, oh, this is far more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) There's drama going on here, fuck. And then Charlie bolts out of the cinema into the rain, and uh, Nick follows after him. He's like, why did you run? Oh, why did I run? Because you, Nicholas Nelson, have made my childhood a living nightmare. Because you spoiled the whole ending (laughs) for me. Because you couldn't keep your damn mouth. And then Nick just starts smooching him on the face because fucking soulmate are you. And, you know, they're fated to be together anyway, so they just smooch. I don't know. Ha, ha, ha. <coughs> and that's, that's where we get to the bit where I, I, I don't really like soulmate AUs, but the rest of it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry for yelling at you. He blurts, it's okay. I'm much more sorry for spoiling the movie for you. Oh, you're not very sorry. Well, you know, you're, you're a walking spoiler, so it's kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs> and, yeah, right then and there, all Charlie's concerns and... Built up resentment that diminished, and he doesn't want anything else but to be with the boy for the rest of eternity, and for eternity they will last. The end. They live happily ever after. Soulmate AUs, you're welcome. (laughs) 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 No shade on the author, it's perfect. (laughs) Do we learn what Nick's marks are? No, and it drives me nuts! (laughs) I I mean, we can assume judging by Nick's reaction, that it was very likely to be, I can't believe you! (laughs) And how dare you do this to me! (laughs) That must have been quite traumatic to grow up with, in of itself. It was like, your fated love one is the what's the first thing he says to you? I can't fucking believe you! (laughs) I can't believe you've done this. How can you do this to me? I swear you're going to like them and this won't be an abusive relationship. But trust me, they still (laughs) are yelling at you. 
doctor okay this is why i don't yeah, like soulmate a- AUs, guys put mm. like a tiny bit of logic to it and you're like wow this doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> <laughs> not everything has to make sense aaron well yeah. you know what? <laughs> just for fun. some things, some things, can things be cute, are just nice that's fine mm-hmm. i'm with you <laughs> thank you Fine, why don't you just go join their podcast then? Well, fine, I will. <laughs> if you like him so much, why don't you marry him? Well, you know <laughs> I'm just kidding, I love you, don't leave it's me. It's okay, Aaron, fated to be. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing you ever said to me, Grace? We gotta figure this out. <laughs> Funnily enough, I have this mark on my arm that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hang on, let me look at the words on my arm. <laughs> Yeah, this this says welcome to the fit list on my arm. It said it for yes. a while. So. Wild. Here we I'm are. Waiting to tell you. <laughs> oh dear. But no, I agree. It doesn't have to make sense. It can be cute and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And though I would be yeah. very curious how many uh, fics do explore the sort of logical implications of the soulmate AU. This might be something we have to explore. Uh, yeah, highly recommend it. There's a lot of, um, and much like ABO, the, there's just different branches and everyone kind of mm-hmm. does their own take on it and their own variation on the soul mark or soulmates. Um, a lot of really good stuff out there. Some yeah. some of it makes more sense. Um, yeah, this one I like. Uh, I have a question about, because um, wouldn't, Nick didn't necessarily say the spoiler to Charlie, so those weren't the first words he spoke to him. Would that have def- would that have counted? So Ooh. I have questions. <laughs> I can only assume that they've never really spoken to each other before. Mm-hmm. It's almost case. as if the rules of the universe don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no if- shade to the author. I have this problem with <laughs> oh, every okay. soulmate AU. I always sit there and I'm like what because <laughs> like, the rules vary every single time and it drives me nuts but that's so. what makes it fun stop it <laughs> but usually they like they tell you what the rules are in the description then they're just like yo this is my own law on this yep. this brand <laughs> you yep. know this is my I will take say, on it very often in heartstopper AUs that are soulmate based um what often happens is their first words to each other are hi which is uh, hilarious <laughs> because yeah. then and the whole <laughs> fic is always like, do you have any idea how difficult it is to have your first words with your soulmate be high? <laughs> it's the worst hilarious. thing on this earth. And the comedy ensues from there. But yeah, no, but that, that I find very fun. That's a good one. Huh? I do like that. <laughs> I suppose it's a little bit like one of those uh, dumb action movies. The less you think about it, the more you'll have fun with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. So soulmate use. They're the Michael Bay of fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. A controversial take, but we stand by it. Yeah, that's, that does. Okay, yeah. maybe Michael Bay is too harsh. Uh, that's that's a plot, plot, plot hole. What plot like. hole? Just fucking blow something up and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a Michael Bay soulmate movie now. <laughs> oh my god, it'd be good. It'd be good popcorn fodder. It'd, it'd come out in the summer or August. It'd be good. I mean, I guess yeah. summer, August summer, is the summer. Michael Bay, if you're listening. In my head, as soon as it turns like August 15th, it's fall. Yeah, it's Halloween. That, yeah. yeah. You're so right. This is I, why I we're know. friends. <laughs> well, Michael uh, Bay, if you're listening, get on that. Yep, you can have that it. idea for free. It's yours. Mm-hmm. So... Alan, are you ready? Yeah. What have you been reading? I have been reading. Was, was a... this enough example to see how we do it? <laughs> yes, I think that I think this was good. Um, and now I'm just, you know, I'm going to do my own variation on it. 
That's fine. <laughs> Go for it. I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> That's a lie, because not only did you read every single fic that all of us were talking about, which is way above and beyond the assignment, you've also been contributing wonderfully to each person's <laughs> take. So Honestly, please. Alan, get yourself some painkillers after this, because your back's going to be killing you from carrying the rest of us. Stop it. I don't do all of, I don't do all of compliments. Yep. <laughs> did you just hiss like a cat? Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Uh, I've been reading a lovely little fic called Wish You Were Mine uh, on Archive of Our Own. It is by the author Aciel, um, A-C-I-E-L, I think. Um, and the summary reads, what if Charlie had allowed Ben to talk to him at Harry's party and Ben's apology was genuine? What if Ben wanted to try again with Charlie? Maybe this time would be different. Um, and it's pretty much what's on the tin. Uh, <laughs> controversial yep yep i picked this for a few reasons number one i loved the fucking discussion the ben hate that came from the first episode we did <laughs> i was like oh this is gonna get under people's skin um oh, you <laughs> you're, you're, just, you're just here to piss us off aren't you it's true yes um I welcome to my life to cut off another wall. <laughs> i tend to choose a fic that is here's the thing uh i think Erin reads so much fan fiction, so she reads a lot of amazing things, and I don't read as much, so if I try to find, like, things in, that in my head measure up to what Erin wants to read, I would be reading for eternity. So I try to find fics that are like, oh, this will be, like, a good talking point, or ooh, that'll be controversial. Oh. And that's what I did here. <laughs> and, yeah, so it's, again, at Harry's party, and has that moment where Ben comes up to Charlie and asks to talk, except Charlie says, okay, I'll hear you out. Ben is, you know, genuinely uh, regretful of his actions and, you know, apologizes and admits that he was scared and angry at himself. But that was no excuse for the way that he treated Charlie and tells him, you know, I do I do actually like you. You know, you are my boyfriend and I want us to try again. I just wanted it would still need to be a secret because I'm not ready. But all of this stuff um, and Charlie says he needs to think about it and they part ways there. Uh, and then Nick finds Charlie and asks how it went, and that's Charlie tells him how he met up with Ben, and Ben apologized, and this is where Nick is like, "Oh, do I need to go kill him? Ha ha ha!" And Charlie says, "Well, I actually, I think I'm on my, I'm thinking about taking him back," and Nick is very naturally like uh, panicked. <laughs> He's not happy <laughs> with this idea. <laughs> um, and they have a really interesting discussion as well, which is the other reason I picked this fic, um, where Nick is saying, you know, you, you shouldn't take him back. He treated you like shit. You know, he doesn't deserve you. And Charlie says, well, uh, I'm just going to uh, read it to you because I was I was like, this is this is good. This is good stuff. Mm. Um, Go for it. Uh, Charlie says, Nick, I don't expect you to understand why. Why can't I understand? Because you're straight. Charlie doesn't yell. But the way Nick backs away from him makes him seem like he did. Listen, Nick, why does everyone get to experience high school love but me? Isn't it unfair that I have to wait when everyone can just have young love? Maybe it's a mistake me going out with Ben, but I should also be allowed to make mistakes as well when, while I'm young. I'm lucky enough to have someone who likes me. I won't reject the only person who wants to be with me. Now, there's a lot to unpack on that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, But I think that that little paragraph kind of touches, t at least to me, what makes Heartstopper so, like impactful mm -hmm. um specifically as a queer person like just i i was of an age where like i could be out i was out when i was you know 14 i think but 
that didn't mean that I was able to like fully be myself. I didn't get the to date people. I didn't get to like have crushes um, out loud because most people were still straight. It was still very like a stigma kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this that that little paragraph just like talks about that experience and like wanting to be in love, wanting to have young love, wanting to have that fantasy and kind of being willing to compromise on what you would take back or like what you are willing to accept um, just to kind of get that feeling. And I thought it was a really good like sign as to what Heartstopper does right in that Charlie and Nick get to have that experience without needing to compromise anything about who they are or what they want. Mm. Um, And the rest of the fic uh, is pretty straightforward where Nick is like, well, but what if there was someone else who liked you? And Charlie says, all right, name them. Where's the line? Cause there is no one. And Nick's like, okay, it's me idiot. <laughs> and Charlie. Oh, and, and, yes. <laughs> and Charlie's like, you like me. <laughs> and Nick says, yeah, I thought it was obvious. And so they kiss. And then that, that takes us back into the canon, I imagine. But yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting take and it addressed something that I thought was really well done. Yeah, I'm impressed that they managed to sum up that. Yeah. Um, that kind of one feeling that a lot of people have in school with, like, just a, just what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the, like, Aww. stuff that was, like, kind of, I don't want to say traumatizing, but triggering. As anyone who was queer and watched Heartstopper, you mm-hmm. you, you were traumatized. You, I, I sobbed through so much of this just because it was, like, I am so happy that it exists for a younger generation, but also can't help but grieve yeah. the part of me that will never get to experience that, like, young puppy love. You're so right, yeah, Alan. You, You're so right. I know what you mean. Oh, Alan. Well, it's like love lost, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, hor- it's, just, it's fucking horrible sitting through school just watching, like, couples get together and it's, like, it's sort of, like, Oh, they're going with him, and you like you just watch people from like across the room staring lovingly into each other's eyes, and just like, just I don't know, just being gushy, and you're just like, uh, you kind of learn to sort of try and regret what's it, reject it a little bit, but really you kind of want that for yourself. You just want a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. Uh, no, this is too. Fast. Here, here, here were those feelings we were talking I'm about. I'm being earlier. triggered. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I am in no way qualified to uh, speak on that sort of stuff, but I kind of get what Grace is saying. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But that's why it's it's so important that Heartstopper exists and that it, like, is doing well and has found the people I think it needs to find. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's also interesting that it has resonated for so many people, not just queer people, but because even if you're straight, you can relate with the idea of, like... I am somehow not worthy of this thing or like mm-hmm. I don't I I don't deserve this thing like that that feeling can be universal even if the experience that Heartstopper is talking about is uniquely queer and I don't know that it is uniquely queer I think it actually happens for a lot of reasons for people I think that happens to a lot of people who maybe are neurodivergent or have a disability mm-hmm. where it's like I can't have this thing because I don't see myself in these narratives that exist of like what love looks like like who could ever love me for this reason or that reason so i think that that like feeling may be a queer story but or the that story that heartstopper is telling is queer but i think there's a universality to the feeling of just really struggling with that your self-worth and your self-acceptance that makes it so powerful and to me speaks to why heartstopper has become such a breakout hit and has spoken to so many different people in so many different ways 
And I think that's actually a really valuable thing for the queer community to have is to have this sort of humanizing and like universal universalizing story out there to be like, yeah, we're really not that different. <laughs> like <laughs> at the end of the day, like we all go. We have mental issues too. <laughs> we are also struggling. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, Alan, you're so insightful in that in that assessment of that. I think that is so powerful to talk about. I love you a lot. You're great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love you. I thought what you said was very insightful. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> again, again, Alan, painkillers. Yeah, really. <laughs> For uh, what it's worth, yeah. I do think we put too much stock in the idea of high school romance being something good to aspire to. Because mm-hmm. mm. it's, it's not I, like I, think... I was sort of actively dating all the time as a high school student, but from what I saw, it was all train wrecks, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> falling out with all the wrecks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to to be fair, I, uh, I'm not saying I had, like, a terrible experience, uh, but if I'd have maybe put more effort into doing my own thing rather than uh, uh, worrying about getting in a relationship and stuff like that because everybody else was doing it, I probably would have had a slightly better time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. H- uh, high school's pretty shit for everybody because kids are cunts, but, you know. True. Um, <laughs> very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think what we're getting at a little bit there is the it's the option to have a train wreck. You know what I mean? Like for many of us, you just yeah. it's not on the table and that can be damaging in its own way. And for me, myself included, I feel like a lot of the time you kind of start as a queer person, you have your train wreck at about age 25 instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is like a different Sounds experience. Right. Right. But it's yeah, it's this idea of like delayed adolescence that we go through a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um because you know you're pretty much many times you're not safe to experiment in high school the way that straight kids are you're just not in a space where you can do that or you haven't figured it out yet that was my scenario i was like i i don't know what this deal is why everybody has feelings for each other that seems dumb i'm gonna go back to reading fan fiction (laughs) 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 and it it just took a while to get there you know what i mean yeah and i would say also like as a as a gay man like that there there is a there's a culture of gay men being very promiscuous and stuff and the the mentality of like, oh, have you had like a hoe phase? Which, you know, I did. And most people, most gay men did <laughs> right between the ages of 18 and like, I would say 22. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just because of that freedom that you suddenly get, you know, you're many people are away at college. You're no longer with like people that taught you grow up. You're no longer with your parents and you're able to just kind of explore. And people aren't equipped to like actually know what to do at that point. Cause it's all like the stuff you should have learned in high school. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. I'd not really thought about it that way. <laughs> this is very heavy. Really? I don't know how to pitch it. Put the brakes on We're this. all starting to like just contemplate. We're all like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of got all quiet. <laughs> this very much became a Ficklist episode just then. I know, so sorry. <laughs> I was like, this is no, the kind of shit me fine. and Alan do all the time. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's nice to have an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes you consider things that you haven't really considered before since it's outside of your experience, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. So, I think we'll, you know, come away from this as more well-rounded human beings. Yeah. So, all around, I agree. Incidentally, um, what is the story arc for Ben? Is there a redemption arc coming in the comics? No, no, no. no. Oh, <laughs> he just <laughs> continues going down. Uh, okay, Alice Oseman was also not a Ben apologist. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, there's no redemption for Ben. There's a small amount, not redemption, I would say, but she does kind of resolve mm-hmm. somewhat the Harry storyline in a weird way. I think it's well done oh, in the webcomic. Yeah. Um, Harry comes back and sort of has a, I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not. 
I'm he curious kind of, enough. That I'm he just kind of recognizes that he was a dick and like kind of apologizes. Okay, and then good. Nick is like, yeah, but that doesn't. And Charlie's like, yeah, but that doesn't undo the damage you did. And they're like, okay. And they kind of like end at that sort of like recognition of damage done. But they're not they're not friends or whatever. So right, I think like it's an apology a, accepted, but you're not forgiven. Right. Yeah. Which I think is actually a really powerful way to mm-hmm. handle that, because I think if there had been some yes. like big forgiveness arc or whatever, it would have just been really shitty. Uh, but I think that's a really healthy. Yeah, moment, it's really yeah, definitely. Healthy. You do not have to forgive somebody. Correct. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. if they're being like, you know, deliberately a dick. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, the ben, yeah. ben does not get a redemption arc. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> I actually, I'm trying to remember. We didn't see him, I think, after. Oh. In fact, he, he plays a much bigger role in the TV series than he does in the webcomic. Because in the webcomic, oh, interesting. The, the thing happens where, you know, Nick finds um, Ben assaulting Charlie and then he kind of disappears. Yeah, we don't, I don't think see we, him again. We don't see him again. So my hmm. interpretation of Ben watching the show... Is I'm expecting him eventually to come out as bisexual and just feel awful about pushing mm. his... Is trauma the right word? It might not be. It can be, yeah. His repression was just sort of... I I sort of see him as like the opposite of Nick. Instead of accepting it, he kind of freaked oh. out and blamed her. So that's why I, I kind of look at him and think, oh, it's... I see him in five years coming to terms with it and feeling mm. like an asshole. Oh, that is interesting. That's sort of my personal timeline of what I see Ben becoming. But oh, okay. I wonder if the show will take him that way. Yeah. There's lots of good parallels in Heartstopper where I think there's like quite a clear do's and don'ts on how you handle relationships. And like with Ben, you've got the buy, don't buy that way. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Nick who's like, this is an acceptable way, an acceptable way to buy and to manage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> Nick, Nick is the how to do it right. Ben is the how to do it wrong. And I'd yeah. be very curious yeah. to see... Yeah, it's like a pick-a-path yeah. <laughs> story. Which is sort Bad of why I'd like to see a Ben, ben. redemption arc. Just to see, okay, so you've, you've, you've messed up. How do you make this right would be an interesting path. But well, Sadly, I don't think he's, he's a good enough person to make things Yeah, right. Probably not. He's just in his character. And, he isn't uh, where he is now. Dicks, dicks exist, James. <laughs> yeah, and, and they some, some, yeah, and they stay sometimes, that way. like we were saying, like um, there isn't anything in the world that you can do to make it right, mm-hmm. that's and true. just mm-hmm. you know, you and the other person have just sadly got to live with it. Mm-hmm. No, that's oh. <laughs> also a valid way to interpret this. Yeah. Shall I take us home to something a bit more light-hearted? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Please do. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good cool. talk though yeah really good talk yeah excellent <laughs> yeah. talk don't get me wrong well done team <laughs> <laughs> and we bring it back with some jokes bring him back with some jokes and now well kind of jokes yeah, I'm taking us to a fic called Love Shown Through a Regicide by Quilliam a sharp left turn uh, and this is taking us <laughs> to long ago to a medieval kingdom so the summary. Charlie Spring is a cook's son, a maid's brother, and Princess Darcy Olsen's whipping boy. Prince Nicholas Nelson is 17, almost 18, and the prince of a neighbouring kingdom sent over on a diplomacy trip. Featuring Tori killing a king for her brother, well, Darcy because, growing yes. into the king she was always meant to be, and Tao trying very hard not to fall for the buff mercenary L. Argent. So... Ah, okay. There's two chapters out at the time of recording. They're planning 20. I hope to God they finish this, because the premise is wild, and I want to see how this will go. 
I like Does the... it open with the line, hey, you're finally awake? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you're finally awake. No, it doesn't. It's it's a little bit more Dickensian than Skyrim. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Charlie Spring, Cook's son, um, and as I mentioned, Darcy Olsen's whipping boy. I may as well just read this verbatim, because it makes sense too. Princess Darcy Olsen has what normal people call a personality, but what her awful parents, the rulers of the kingdom, call horrible disobedience. <laughs> here's the thing. Princess Darcy Olsen is, well, a princess, so they can't actually punish her. She's got lessons and lunch meetings with ministers and all that sort of thing. So for that reason, they have Charlie Spring, which means at the end of every week, Charlie Spring kneels in the throne room and Princess Darcy Olsen recites her perceived wrongs in a shaky voice, her father's hand heavy on her shoulder, and feels his back light on fire. So, oh. the gist of it is, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Whenever Darcy does boy. something wrong in her parents' eyes, they whip Charlie, mm. and Charlie's parents are paid handsomely oh, for it. So. Oh, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that like sense. they've essentially just rented out Charlie to uh, Darcy's dad, to as someone to beat whenever. Uh, Darcy does something wrong. Oh, he doesn't sound like he's having a very good time, Darcy. (laughs) He's not having a good time, no. It's what children are for, guys. (laughs) I knew Grace would like this. You don't have them because you love them, God. It's all about money. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Great qualifier, Grace. (laughs) Right at the end there. (laughs) Apparently they would have picked an orphan, but they didn't want a poor person's blood in the throne room. So they had to get like someone of lower class rather than just orphans. So yeah, you want to know where they come from, mm. you know? Background. Don't any of those commoners bleeding on the carpets. God. <laughs> God so forbid. yeah, our story begins with um, them all in Tori's bedroom. Uh, Tori is stitching up Charlie. Oh. He's been whipped several oh. times today. Uh, Darcy's apologizing profusely. He's like, "I'm sorry, it's not my fault. Sorry, it's all my fault." And Charlie's like, um. "No, don't don't worry about it. Buddy. It's okay." He doesn't say babe, that'd be weird. But, uh, Why did you add I, that? Thinking on my feet. It was an improv gone uh, wrong. Yeah. Um, this is when we find out uh, Darcy is in love with one of the gardeners, whose name is Tara. This makes sense. Uh-huh. Tori decides there's nothing for it but to kill the king. Correct. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, so this is where the regicide comes yeah, in. Oh, just yeah, like, you know what? Yeah, we've... We can't keep doing this. I can't keep sewing up my brother. King must die. We're gonna put. <laughs> I did wonder when uh, when Tori was just gonna flip a shit and be like, "Right, that's yeah. it." Yeah. I really like Tori as a character, and I wish we saw more of her in the show. She's Agreed. just yes. deadpan and brutal and oh, no nonsense, and I really like it. Yeah, everyone needs a Tori be... in their life. Agreed. She would be the kind of person who would have Ben in a headlock and be like, "Right, mm-hmm. you come near it. You come near me again, and I'll twist it off." You know. <laughs> Give me a reason. Yes. And in this Fuck case, it. she's <laughs> literally willing to destabilize a small kingdom for the sake of her brother. <laughs> and I think that's very sweet of her. Yes. <laughs> Sibling goals done right. Meanwhile, in a much larger kingdom, Prince Nicholas Nelson is having sword fights and practicing with someone called Otis. I don't know who Otis is. He's a rugby lad from the team. He's one of the rugby boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is would that make a sense. British accent? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I thought that it was like a really okay. bomb on further. Right, that's that. two knocks on my voice here. <laughs> you and Nick are on thin ice, James. <laughs> and don't, don't, hey. you don't, you don't, don't make fun of my accent or I'll cry. I'm one of the good ones, perfect. Oh. <laughs> 
In my defense, I thought you were taking the piss no. out of my accent. <laughs> it's okay. I'm very sorry. <laughs> we can still be friends. So after the duel, oh. he goes to see his mum. <laughs> Apparently the queen is in charge of diplomacy in this kingdom, which is very strange for a fantasy setting, but they do explain it. Her father... The king prefers to do some duties, so they sort of split it. Very progressive for the Middle Ages. He's busy jousting, so gives her the paperwork, mm-hmm. basically. He does the jousting, she does the That's what the it paperwork. sounds like. I mean, to be fair, it's Olivia Coleman, so... Ugh. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think she's badass, I'd put her in charge. So. Yeah. yeah. She's if she it. ever wants to run for political office, yeah, I'm here for it. So, yeah, Nick <laughs> is being sent to a smaller kingdom to go do diplomacy, and that's how he's going to get involved in this situation. Hey... Ah. And see what else there is here. Please don't tell me that's where it came up to. <laughs> no, no, there's still more to this fic. Don't worry. <laughs> Good. Uh, I need answers. Next well. chapter, meetings. And at this point, Darcy's also on board with killing her dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are they just going around going, yo, you want to kill The first chapter is very much just people <laughs> like, realizing, yeah, right. I should kill Darcy's dad. <laughs> Who is unnamed in this. I like how Darcy's just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? <laughs> well, he's being very rude to the Duke Ajay, so uh, they may as well. So they just get the Duke in the corner a little while later, like, yo, he was a bit of a dick to you earlier, do you want to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much. Then they get the Duke involved as well, and he's like, you know what, fine, I'll be regent, we'll sort this out. After much arguing, there's a bit of dialogue I really like, um... They're having a meeting in the Duke's quarters. Tory's there. Uh, Michael Holden is there. I'd be mean to ask, who is Michael Holden? Tory's kind of boyfriend, kind of not. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's the impression I got. Yep. In this, he is very much a himbo. <laughs> and I'm hoping that's true in the comic, too. I believe so. Alan, you're going to have to speak to that as the, the canon expert here, because I, I don't, I've never read the full uh, non-Heartstopper webverse. Yeah, I also have not. It's yeah, but I, I think that is accurate and it makes sense with what we know of Tori. I think you need someone who's more like bright and energetic to yeah. to offset her. He's very much of that cloth in this. He's honestly my favorite character in this so far. Same. Just the way they bounce off each other is quite nice. But my favorite bit of dialogue in chapter one, um, the Duke, is it Ajay? How do I? How should I be pronouncing is that, that? Is that Mister Ajayi? Mm-hmm. Ah, Ajayi. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, he's the Duke. Um, he's upset that they're plotting treason in his bedroom. <laughs> he says, please take the treason. Please take the treason talk out of my bedroom. Thank I you. Think that's fair. Also, pr- I'm pretty sure maids are supposed to do all the laundry stuff when I'm not around. So, uh, you know, I can use my bedroom. And then Tori just responds, I have a long day of work ahead of me. If you try and move me right now, I'll lose all motivation for maid work and move on to killing the king. <laughs> which is amazing like I love her attitude so much she's incredible yes. and then Michael goes to high five her after she says that which, <laughs> yeah love the chemistry yes Michael <laughs> that's what you want in a partner chapter 2 cuts to our boy Tao who is the youngest our boy Tao our boy oh, Tao. our boy Tao <laughs> who is the youngest duke in the kingdom's history he's oh. managing court politics He's plotting to murder the king, but worst of all, Sounded. he has a crush on L. <gasps> so L is his bodyguard in this setting, oh. and she has definitely been buffed up in uh, in this adaptation because the describer is this very sort of muscly knight that is sort of there 
by his side at all times, sort of mm. protecting him from assassination attempts and all that sort of thing. Okay. And most of chapter two is discussing the the relationship angles of all this. And being like, oh, you should ask her out. And, wait, mate, we're here to plot killing the king. We shouldn't be doing this right now. And it's like, no. <laughs> but have you considered asking her out? No, this will be worse. And all this sort. <laughs> it's still very high school, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Tori is very much just ask her out. And Michael's trying to ease her into, like, calm down. It's okay. And just wait for it all. Not everyone can be as deadpan as you. Sometimes emotions are more complicated than this. <laughs> Was that a diss? <laughs> I can't tell. I wasn't aiming it at you, no, Grace. But as soon as you mentioned it. Wow. Uh, but yeah, they sort things out. Michael's got really good sort of emotional intelligence in this. Mm. And I'm, again, very impressed with it all. Elle chooses exactly the right moment to walk in after that. There's sort of a bro moment between them. Like, it's clear Michael and Elle are both sort of competent knights, and the way they write that is very well done. They sort of, ah, I see you've already checked for uh, eavesdroppers too. Aha. Uh-huh. And they sort of give each other the, the meaningful nod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're like oh, sort of sizing each other up and being like, yes. Yeah. They are worthy. It's good. I like the dynamics in this. Yeah. Uh, Tau has a notebook of uh, regicide plans as well. There's a lot of it going around. It seems like he's the brains of the outfit. <laughs> the world's worst kept regicide plot. Yeah, really. I know everyone's on board with this. At least everyone we've encountered so far. Honestly, the king must be a right bastard for the rest of his court. <laughs> he does seem it. like a bastard. Do we ever meet uh, Darcy's dad in the comics? Not yet. We okay. kind of we know that she does not have a good relationship with her parents. Yeah. Like, but we've just seen them, we we hear arguments happening between mm-hmm. her parents, but never actually see them. So he is unnamed in this, so I sort of assumed he's an OC character? Yeah. It, it certainly sounds like it, yeah. Besides, I feel like if they were going to kill off an OC character, there would be people unhappy with that, regardless of how hated they are. So <laughs> It makes sense to write your own. Um, we also get the adorable first meeting of uh, Prince Nicholas Nelson, and mm. Charlie has been reassigned. He's the personal servant to Nick Nelson. Oh. Cause and they were personal servants. <laughs> personal servants. <laughs> That's a weird dynamic. Let's well, not make that a regular thing. Everyone, pack up. That was the best joke we can hear today. Congratulations, God, I think you're right. Grace. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> well, the scene is quite adorable. There's all of the, um, I insist, call me Nick. And he's like, yes, your highness. I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of Charlie's internal monologue going, I can't be this casual with the monarchy because I'll get beaten again. Mm. And yeah, channel your inner Tory, be as deadpan as you can. And Nick's insisting, yeah, call me Nick. And then his buff lady knight, Imogen, comes in yes. and goes, yes. you can even call him Nicholas if you like. And he's just like, no, stop it. My name's Nick. And uh, yeah. I loved that choice. Eventually, Charlie just flat out says, no, I can't do that. There's an adorable scene where Nick goes to shake a, shake Charlie's hand, and Charlie bows at the same time, and they just sort of <laughs> hit each other. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, eventually, so Charlie says, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Then Nick says, I'm sorry, too. And then Nick starts unpacking his stuff when Charlie can't do it. To be like, no, I insist we're equals now. I'm going to help unpack everything. Mm. And oh. I thought that was very nice. 
And uh, yeah, that's the bulk of the fix so far. I'm very <laughs> curious how this is going to go, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I can see why you're invested, mm-hmm. and not just because of the two. Like the fic is winning on Buff Lady Nights. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's no secret. Buff Lady Nights are a bit of a weakness of mine. So <laughs> the more, the better. So relatable. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad we can, I'm glad they have a fic that is catering specifically to my needs. <laughs> So I'll be keeping an eye on this. Yeah, let me know when, yeah. it, when it's done. I want to read it, but I don't. I want to binge it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it may take a while. Uh, yeah. I'll probably read as it goes, and I'll let everyone know when it's done. Maybe we'll do a. Um, Where are they now? What's the word? Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying we should. There's been a few fics I've read this year that haven't been finished, and I probably should just. Maybe we'll do a wrap up at the end of the year. Mm. Hey, yeah, we yeah. Should, that like a should... good plan. Message all the authors that just haven't gone back to the fix they've been reading. We're like, oi! <laughs> oi! We what the hell closure. do you think you're doing? Bring us I mean, that closure. is part of the reason I like covering fix that aren't finished yet, because, well, first of all, it means we're not spoiling them if we talk about them. Yeah. But also, yes. I'd like to think we, we are encouragement in its own way, as like a motivator to finish it. Because they know we're out there, watching, <laughs> waiting, with anticipation. so vaguely threatening. <laughs> a little bit. I didn't mean to. We're out there. You have oh, to finish That's now. another thing that I really like about this fic. The notes, um, they're all very wholesome. This author encourages mm. everyone to take a little stretch, get some water to drink. If it's past your bedtime, go to bed. That kind of thing. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, Sweet, each... each no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a firm believer in uh, spite bedtimes. In the, just, I stay up because I don't want to lose my personal time once I've been at work all day. Oh, mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Speaking of but staying hydrated, notes. excellent advice. Yeah. It's Especially a good one. today when I'm melting. Yeah. Oh, no. Burning so. the candles from all angles. But yeah. Thank you, Quilliam. I look forward mm. to seeing where this is going. And that was a lot of fun. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. We managed to burn through this quicker than I expected. We did. I'm proud of us. Well like, done, everybody. Well done, team. <laughs> this might be the first time that part two is shorter than part one, because I think everyone sort of heard me complaining about how much footage we have and said, <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep it quick. No taking. I didn't no expect taken. that. No, no, it's fine. I've... Give us a timetable and we're good at keeping to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. I didn't expect that from any of us, myself included. <laughs> so I'll bear it in mind in future. There will be in future. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yes. Assuming you guys aren't too busy. That was a, yeah. You know what? Reach out to our people. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Just Ooh, I hated um, that, Alan. Well. Oh. It was a joke. <laughs> oh man, excuse Are- me. I'm gonna go throw myself off my balcony. <laughs> oh, oh, can- look at you. <laughs> Fancy American podcast. Oh, I'll talk to my agent. I can only accept that uh, the our, you have to talk to our people if our people is Caitlin. No, <laughs> I was going to say you do have people. I'm it's Aaron aware. With <laughs> it's me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the thing is, we also have people now because Ooh. our good friend Holly is running our social media now. Yeah, we've got person, not people. <laughs> we <laughs> also have, we have a person. I don't our want to say call person out person because that person. feels that's super degrading. We're not calling Holly our person. No, <laughs> no. no. 
She's it's more just, than a person to us. She's very special. It's just being uh, being from Yorkshire, I didn't want this sort of image being put out <laughs> that, you know, we have like a, a huge studio somewhere with people running about and, mm. you know, you're on in five <laughs> minutes, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, three of yeah. us walking down a corridor with random people in suits like handing us food. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Devil Wears Prada I've been here. Everybody's like, girl, yes. you're the ones! <laughs> this coffee doesn't have enough milk in it, just throw it on the floor. <laughs> and we want to make sure anyone from any tax agencies listening to know that we definitely don't have a <laughs> yes. full studio that we haven't been paying tax on. We have nothing of value. So. Yeah. We've earned nothing. You can't touch us. We've got our Hollywood accountants ready to make sure no one knows <laughs> what profits we've brought in. Yep, that's it. Cayman Isles, never heard of her. Yeah. Oh my god. So what have we learned today? Alan is the best of us. No. Yeah. Alan no. is the best of us. No. Also, Alan hates compliments, so we should keep complimenting Stop him. It. Stop it. Alan is the worst of us. Thank no. you. Oh. Thank you, James. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> oh. Balance it out. Just make sure. Like, I loved it. I'm on. I'm if on. If he doesn't side. like compliments very well, then surely an insult will even it out. It's just where I usually right? live, you know. I insult myself. Oh, that's that's not a good habit. Oh boy. No, Alan. No. That's oh, very man. unhealthy. We've yeah, looped back around. I know. To therapy. Yep. <laughs> We're back on therapy. So the therapy forecast. Indeed. Oh god. I've been told I have a very soothing voice. I could probably just put out some relaxation tapes in future. I would agree with that. You do have a very soothing voice. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I also don't do well with compliments. <laughs> it's okay. That makes uh, that makes the three of us. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I keep everyone awake with my awfully jarring voice, no. and therefore the show carries on. Cause we're not we're not soothed into a false sense of security. <laughs> oh yeah, we all think we're having a good time, but then I open my mouth and just to make sure you're all still awake. There we go. Yeah, you're not here for a good time. You also drop these like time. incredible jokes every now and then, and it just it re-energizes everyone. Yes. What jokes? Yeah. You gave you had the best joke today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like one of our first reviews was Grace doesn't say much, but she has laser targeted humor that will just Agreed. knock people down. Yeah, hundred percent. Correct. Yeah. I don't think the stuff so, your mum writes should count. That was not my mum. <laughs> <laughs> There's that laser-targeted humor we were talking oh, about. Oh, shut up. We can move on to something else. <laughs> yeah, I like that this has devolved into a like compliment session. All right, now everyone say something. Nice and everyone's just like, no, fuck off, get away. <laughs> it's actually an even higher standard, because uh. that was your brother. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Hey. What was? <laughs> the the thing I just, I The laser-targeted humor oh, the thing. Oh, yeah. I don't mean shit coming from my brother. <laughs> 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 Then surely he'd compliment me rather than you if he was talking to me about the show. If he was kissing us. Yeah, ass, but he's also he'd... incredibly sarcastic, so you just don't know where you stand with him. <laughs> he's an enigma. Mm. So I guess what we've really yeah. learned is that we all don't do well with compliments. Correct. Yeah. yeah that's the <laughs> true. And my brother inspires today. trust issues. Mm. <laughs> but don't you worry, Jim. I will keep doing my um, verbal, northern, wacky, waving, arm flailing, inflatable tube man until we Perfect. decide to call it a day. So. <laughs> Please don't wacky arm inflatable tube into the microphone because it can cause it can cause sound problems. Uh, I I try not to. So I think I know what we're going to cover for our next topic. But I was just what? wondering, is it is it worth doing the pick three again? Do you remember the end end of our last topic when we're 
the one before Heartstopper, even. Yeah. Nick, I gave you a choice of three to pick from. Should we do that again? Uh, I'm easy, to be fair. You know, I, I just go where I'm pointed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was so curious as to how you all choose things. There is, there's actually a board. I'm not, not even oh kidding. Oh my god, <laughs> yes! I've got a whiteboard downstairs with all the dates on. Im- amazing. So, so I thought uh, Jim literally went outside, licked his finger, uh, <laughs> held, held it in the air, and he's like, right, the wind's coming from the northwest, we're going to do Jurassic Park today. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a very valid life choice. Looks inside, it's raining, we're doing Waterworld next week. <laughs> Oh. Yes! We, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Does Waterworld have enough? I I do want to do Waterworld. That is... <laughs> oh no, we Alan, could... what have you done? <laughs> oh dear. Well, literally, we could just lump it in with Mad Max because they're the same film. <laughs> yeah. Two birds, Just one, one of them's underwater. Yeah. And then you could this time it to co- the... you could time it to coexist with the release of that new Avatar but water movie. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Right, Aaron's cracked it. We do Waterworld when we do the water-themed episode. Genius. Coincide with Avatar no, coming out. So we'll have... Water-themed episode, please. We'll have all the things with Atlantis involved. We'll have... I don't want um, to be smack-talked. Castaway. Castaway. Yeah, it could do Castaway, Waterworld. Atlantis. The day after tomorrow. There's a Yu-Gi-Oh! Yep. Waterworld crossover fic, incidentally. <laughs> a what? Yu-Gi-Oh! Waterworld. <gasps> Crossover. Card games. Oh, on someone has to read that. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> in the far future, all the ice has melted, the, and the whole world is an ocean. People live on boats and raft cities, where the universal form of money is trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. Amazing. I need trading cards and inherit the earth, but not like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alan. I'm going to yes. get you to pick one from these themes. <gasps> oh my god, I'm honored. I'm so sorry, Dave, you don't like what I pick. You know what? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna name two. Okay. Uh, Nick, Grace, if you want to name another one in there, that'd be great. In where? Another one each, or... Tell you what, yeah, okay. Just this, So I'm going to say uh, cannibals is the theme for the one I'm going to say. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that was actually a... That's a fan request, incidentally, as well. So. <laughs> I found it hilarious. <laughs> Cannibals and I'm gonna throw a second one in. Cannibals and martial arts mm-hmm, are the mm-hmm. two potential topics we could cover. Okay. Nick Grace, do you have any more you want to throw into the hat? I don't understand what's going on. I've obviously missed a bit. Do you remember when we how we decided to cover Yakuza, where I gave Nick three th- themes and he had to pick one? Oh, you uh, already get picked it. what you yes. wanted and then gave us like weird clues as to which one so essentially yeah. you get what you want but um no we just pick which yeah one only first. this time we're all throwing stuff in yeah <laughs> and alan gets to all pick. Right. jesus okay you know what let's wild oh, card it erin you someone. can also throw a theme in there uh, sure let me nice. think about this mm, alan my yeah. my choice yeah. for them is uh-huh. omegaverse <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one but then we um, then we'd be covering it without you i was gonna say I think that'd be real mm. fun to just have to have you have to stumble through it on your own and we'll just listen and be like ha, ha, ha. Oh, Aaron is trying very hard to get out of doing 100% ABO okay. uh, I'll say dragons nice dragons okay so we've got dragons cannibals okay. martial arts great Oh, I God. think a fun one would be space rings. Space, space rings. rings. 
Yes. And Omega Verse. Okay. Alan, the choice is yours. What are we covering next? I'm gonna go. All right. I'm gonna go martial arts because I my my favorite movie now is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which if you have not seen, <gasps> you need to good watch. Choice. That's really good. It's phenomenal. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and I'm obsessed with it, so I'm currently obsessed with anything martial arts. Perfect. Grace, we're talking about your Chinese oh. martial arts shows with the handsome boys. Oh, which ones? Which handsome you get boys? To pick There's so one. many. It could Ooh. be the Untamed. Oh, God. Could be. Um, could be the Untamed. I've forgotten what the other ones are. Could be are Word now. of Honor. Yeah. Could be. Could be any of them. There's so many. <laughs> Grace, pick oh, one. <laughs> That's I'm excited what we're to, next. to listen to these. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Um, 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 the Untamed. Okay, we're covering the Untamed next time. Nice. Yay! Well, well done, team. So. Yeah. Ha- Wait, yeah, why, thanks, why was Alan. that in the answer? <laughs> too late, you're locked and loaded, you have to do it now. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the answer. Oh, it's too oh. committed. <laughs> oh. Okay. Was this a bad system to decide it? Did I not explain this well? I didn't understand the system. <laughs> and yet you win. <laughs> yeah, you still won, Grace. I'm I put, I put that one in for you. I'm to accept how, my position because I don't understand how I got here. That's usually the best way to get things. Okay. Um, look, Grace, just just don't think about it. It's fine. Oh, just just much yeah. like soulmate <laughs> I use, you have to not overthink it. <laughs> yes, just don't I will just don't think about my it. disbelief. <laughs> exactly. Uh, for one night and one night Except only. Except the premise. Perfect. Okay. okay. I think that's all we have time for. By this the looks was so of fun. Clock. Thank you for having us. I'm again. so glad you enjoyed spending time with us. I'm so glad you came back. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad we didn't weird you out the first time. Like, who are these strange British people? Mm-hmm. Vomiting unintelligible nonsense into their microphone and then posting it on the internet. You know, we do the same, but just in American In accents, American. So it's yeah. cool. <laughs> Kindred spirits and we are. And you do it well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I hope we've we've made friends yeah. uh, as well as co-hosts. So. I would say so. Yes. Yeah, keep in touch, you guys. It's been fun. Definitely. We're friends on the old Facebook now, so you're stuck with me yes, forever. Yes, we are. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're not with Alan yet. We need to track you down. I know. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, we like, are? We, yeah. I am. Yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. He has people to get through. So. <laughs> well, if you're friends with Aaron, I'll just go look and find you on her list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You sure. two can be amazed at how dull as fuck my Facebook page is. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, not updated in many years. Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> Mine's just... Uh, Likewise, it's just a picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not going in. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, do you want to remind people where they can find you guys? Sure. So we are The Ficklist. You can find us at Ficklist on the Twitter, or you can find us at The Ficklist on the Tiki Taki. Uh, you can find us uh, probably, I think it's The Ficklist on Instagram, but really uh, that's just Instagram-y. a repository. Yeah, but that's really just a repository for TikToks like two weeks after I posted them to TikTok. So <laughs> uh, uh, we are on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places where you could find your your podcast if you're listening to us there's a good chance you can find them on the same app 100 percent. yeah just google the thick list you'll find us eventually it's fine (laughs) there's really only one got a tumblr we do have a tumblr that caitlin runs our Mm -hmm. inimitable best friend caitlin um and that is the ficklistpodcast.tumblr.com and that one i remember because i've said it a thousand times (laughs) (laughs) um it's also for it is by far like the best of our social media handles like it is so fun so yeah, yeah if you if you like just fandom 
like memes in general, follow us on Tumblr because that is such a fun time. Excellent. I love memes. Mm. <laughs> as, as does Caitlin. I'd argue Tumblr is the best of social media yeah, for it's start. definitely Agreed. like, it is so fun. I love that there's no like algorithm to it. It's just all of us being unhinged yeah. together. <laughs> like, I'm so happy it's grown out of its Twilight versus mm, whatever phase it mm, went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be quite angry in the early 2010s. And yeah. then yes. all the rage just went to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Tumblr's <laughs> nice now. The loyals. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is fantastic. It's another repository that I can post car and train pictures to. <laughs> yeah, th- there probably is. I'll. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, fun facts for you guys, Aaron Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, we are followed on Tumblr by a Vietnamese shipping company. Yes. <laughs> and well they've been done. following us ever since we've been on Tumblr. And I, I don't know. No. They're still there. No. No. You know why, though? Because that was when um, the Ever Given got Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because we did they, an episode they on the Ever Given. In, mm-hmm. They tuned in hoping to get information on that. And then they got us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they were they, not unsubscribed, so... Yeah, but they never I, know, I hope they're, they're enjoying themselves. Like, if the Vietnamese ship... I've, I've read your Tumblr, I can't read most of it because it's not in English, but if, if you speak English and you're listening to the show, I hope you're enjoying yourselves. <laughs> it fascinates me that you follow us. Yeah. Little do we know, we're very popular in Vietnam. <laughs> I hope so. That would be nice. Oh, there's. I, I just like the idea that there's um, there's some lonely soul on a bridge on a freighter somewhere going down the Mekong. He's being entertained. He's having his his little moment of darkness, um, sort of flushed out and lit up by uh, our three, and sometimes five voices. I love this image. That would be nice. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, if you're listening I don't to know, us, I, I feel like he'd stay a broken man. <laughs> I kind of feel like we should end on a um, a lot of British TV ends on if you were affected by any of the topics we discussed in this program please like write in or consult someone if you're not feeling okay because we did cover some heavy stuff today that's true yes yeah we did it's good to talk guys it really is on our podcast we on our podcast we always say go to therapy it's great yes (laughs) go to therapy everyone yeah if you can if you can (laughs) If you have access, it is a mm-hmm. worthwhile endeavor. Failing that, write to Grace at. Grace. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'd be the worst agony aunt, but I'm happy to give you advice in all its forms. Mm-hmm. Be at your own peril. Yeah, is that advice just the six words? For fuck's sake, just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's seven words, no. but never mind. I was so impressed you were able to <laughs> cu- to count before saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would not I have been able to. Would have just accepted that it was seven. <laughs> Wouldn't have questioned it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I can do strange things when I'm sleep deprived and, <laughs> oh, no. and and have caught the sun. So yeah, yeah. get some rest. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh... <laughs> get therapy next. Time. Okay, get therapy, everyone, and join us next time when we're going to talk about the Untamed. Mm. Hey. Take care, everyone, and. Good night. Good night. Good night. I probably shouldn't assume people are listening in the evening, but oh well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna stop recording. It's it's happened. It's been done. (laughs) Look, um, night's going to fall eventually.